This episode of Ben Lee is brought to you by Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Heron Hall, a Bannerman Has No Name, Lord Thanos of House Titan, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, the Mother of Cats, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Kendall of House Taylor, Sir Ryan of House Lothstrom, Lord Hunter the Foulmouth, Captain of the Guard, Sir Dustin the Rooster Knight, Captain of the Guard. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 4, Predictions and Follow-Up Friday. Yeah. Woo, Sir Ezra. I feel like I've just recovered from the Battle of Winterfell. Man, it was it was still an emotional uh, experience. Yeah. The, fa- the fans have been quite divided, um, to say the least. Yeah, I, I would say we needed a few long nights to recover. Uh, just mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, it was a, it was emotional, and yeah, the what's happening online and just people's thoughts. We're, we're halfway through, three episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Hang in there. It's the greatest TV show. It's th- there's things that are yeah. are coming out that I had no idea about. Sir Matt just informed me of something before we started. A little nugget in the last episode that I didn't catch, and I'm super excited mm-hmm. to talk about that later. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I think having watched it again, I really, really appreciated it. Uh, I really, really liked the episode. Um, I get some people saying it's it was kind of dark, but I feel like that's kind of been the whole show in general has always had some scenes which are really kind of dark and hard to see. And um, yeah, don't I don't know. You, you know, if you if you if you want to say watch it on your your TV, you can turn up the brightness, or you can. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hey. kind of simple. Watch it on your computer, or watch it on your phone. Uh, I mean, people <laughs> criticize us for having watched episodes on our phone before, but I have zero issue when I was uh, at work watching it. Uh, you know, yeah. on, on my on my phone. So, oh, I know. Yeah, I actually think that was you know intentional, right? I mean, it was supposed to be kind of a you couldn't see where well, things were coming a- from and. You know? Right. It's also it's also filmed outside. You're filming in a very large location and at night. Yeah. And so it's not they're using a lot of uh, practical, practical things. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, too. There was this um, there was a scene where the White Walkers were kind of had come together and they were walking in. It's kind of this orange glow. And someone said, like, look mm-hmm. at that shot. Look at how do people understand how much it what a great shot that is and, and how hard that oh, is absolutely. to capture. I thought it was, I thought it was gorgeous uh, cinematically. Yeah. Um, I think I should, I, you know, I said in the last episode, that's like film school one Oh one. So, yeah. So it's cool. It's got, it's, it's, I mean, again, it's, it's up and down I, that, you know, in, in regards to reaction, we have a few Ravens that are, you know, super positive and defending the episode. And then we have mm-hmm. uh, some who are kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know that this is the way they thought it was going to go or the way that they thought it right. should go. So, yeah. Right. Some people have been really upset with the uh, Aria uh, and others are, are loving it. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're going to break into all of that, but we have some things to hit at the top of the show before we begin. Uh, trivia. So uh, we have our new trivia winner. Last week's question was, what color are Tormund Giants Bane's eyes? Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was the week before, mm-hmm. which are blue. 
Yeah. Don't Last forget. week was how how many months? Yes, don't forget. How many months did Tormund Giants Bane suckle at a giant's tea? And there's three months, and the uh, winner is Lady Julianne of House Tycart? Tear chart? Teacher? I don't know how to pronounce Teacher? Yeah, sorry. We butchered that as bad as the, you know, Dothraki army was butchered by... The Army of the Dead. So right. <laughs> forgive forgive us for that. But Lady Julianne, hit us up in our Facebook Messenger for the group, and we will uh, get you a Funko Pop rolling your way. Yeah. Um, okay. Trivia question for next week is: According to Bran, what kind of man is Theon Greyjoy? According to Bran, what kind of man is Theon Greyjoy? Towards the end of the episode of uh, the, <laughs> yeah, in case the you missed night. it. So, <laughs> in case you missed it, just a little spo- spoiler there. So, uh, yeah, so check that out. All you have to do is be in the Facebook group, leave a comment, and we just pick somebody at random, and we will send you a Funko, a Game of Thrones Funko Pop. So, stay tuned for that, and we'll post that in the group as well. Um, so everybody has a chance, everybody has a chance to answer. All right. Uh, so a lot of people have been asking, Hey, Sir Matt, Sir Ezra, where can we follow you specifically on social media? Sir Ezra, where can people find you on social media? Uh, yeah. Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, you can find me at Womprat underscore two M. So that's W O M P R A T underscore two M. And I'm, you know, yeah, again, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. That's all one word. S-U-P-E-R-G-A-I-N-S-B-R-O-S. That is my Instagram and Twitter. I post a lot of Game of Thrones related content, obviously, on both of those. And Sir Ezra and I also update our game of the Ben and the Twitter mm-hmm. and the Ben and the Instagram as well. We just have a lot of people who kind of follow us on both. And some people said, hey, where can I just follow you? So yeah. there you go. And also, the, uh, just a quick little plug for, for Sir Matt. And we, we don't typically do this but it's um i mean we do other projects so if you go follow our social medias you'll see the other projects that we do and you can check those out they're they're a lot of fun so when you're done listening here you can listen to some of those so yeah absolutely we have a lot of people who have found us through other projects and they're like oh i didn't know you guys do uh game of thrones and Mm -hmm. people who follow us here and like oh i didn't realize you guys talk about lord of the rings and video Mm -hmm. games and star wars yeah we do so you can check out those projects as well yeah. Um, okay. So one other announcement is we are going to have a mini Ravens Nest this Saturday. We will go live in our Discord server. For those of you who are patrons, you get to join us on the show, uh, and the show will be in the main feed for everyone to hear. We're going to be talking about fan reactions, what every guy, everybody thought about the Battle of Winterfell. Typically, those have been like our follow-up Fridays simply with uh, our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just gonna, th- this one's going to be a little bit shorter. It's just going to be everyone's going to give their quick opinion on what they thought of the Battle of Winterfell. We are going to be doing that live at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We've had a lot of fun with the people we've had in the in the group as well, and I think people have really enjoyed those episodes. Yeah, and again, that's that. That'll be Saturday. Uh, we've recorded in the past on Sundays, so make sure mm-hmm. uh, that that'll be this Saturday. So when you, yeah, this should be tomorrow for you know, this is follow up Friday. So yes, uh, it'd be eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, head over to Patreon.com uh, forward slash Bend the Knee if you hop in at the 
Um, you just pick the tier. There's a bunch of Discord, you know, rewards. You can mm-hmm. either get on there and type yeah, some in your reaction. Can, or... Some you can get on. In, yeah, some you can get on in chat. Some you can get on and listen. Some you can get on and uh, and speak. And we we air that. We air that. And so it's been it's been a ton of fun uh, to do that with our bannermen and sworn swords and all of that stuff. So. Yeah, and so in, in members of the patron group, right? In pre- in preparation, literally, it is as Sir Matt just said, uh, your reaction to the Battle of Winterfell, and then your prediction for the next for the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode. Yeah, what do we? Yeah, what do we think is going to happen uh, going forward? So uh, we've we've moved that time around a little bit because sometimes we've had people say, "Well, I live here," and with time zone differences, with people listening all around the world, it's difficult yeah. to get everybody in. So, um, and Sir Ezra and I record in different time zones uh, as well. So, yeah. Right. So All we're right. gonna do 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific time when I'll be recording, which is you know I don't mm-hmm. know, sometime in England and sometime somewhere else. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So that cool. That'll be a lot of fun. You guys should definitely check that out. And uh, we have more fun content on Patreon as well. So check that out. We're actually Absolutely. gonna do. I think Sir Matt, we're gonna do something this weekend. Another Patreon mm-hmm. episode as well. With, with yeah, a lot of the Ravens that we had. We had a common theme mm-hmm. growing in the Ravens. Yes. yes, we did. So, yeah, we're working on some more uh, Patreon content for that as well. Okay. Stay tuned. Awesome. All right. Uh, we ready to dive into some Ravens here? Absolutely. Okay. So, here we go. We <laughs> First of all, thank you to everyone who sent us a Raven. My mm-hmm. thank the gods. I mean, Woo. seven hells. We had, what we have? Almost 150 different like mm-hmm. ravens or absolutely something. It it's great insane so yeah we had to yeah, really so we've n- yeah we we, we had we had to kind of pick and choose on the on the ones we've had but we've we've picked a lot that a lot of people have had very similar questions and, and theories on so um even if we don't read yours it's a topic that a lot of people have chose so we picked some of the ones that we received multiple ravens about so those yeah. are the topics we'll be discussing today. And throughout the remainder of, of the, the next three weeks, uh, some of the ones that we haven't read here on the show, I'm going to do, I think Sir Matt and I want to do some musings, which are just like five, ten minute miniature episodes on our Patreon series, too. So your your Raven could end up there as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So let's start with, um, this is a bit of a long one, but we have... Arya Stark? S- <laughs> yeah. So we have Sir Chris. Um, Sir Chris from Scotland. All right. So... Woo. I think it's cool when people send in where where they're from. It's nice to see we've got people listening all over the place. So it's it's cool. It's really great. Uh, he he says, "I don't think I've been inspired to write in about any show for years. I've watched this episode three times now and can't bring myself to watch any other show. Sorry. After this, Arrow and Legends of T- of Tomorrow can mm-hmm. stay on the DVR a little longer. Uh, that's great. Uh, let's see. In terms of the Long Night, I absolutely loved it. Some argue it was fan service." I am a fan, I feel serviced, and I am very happy with that episode. Before the episode, I kept saying, Arya can't die, she has to meet Melisandre again. Uh, before then, uh, you know, and, and, and she hasn't, so Arya is bulletproof, right? And yeah, if you had kind of, in the previous seasons, right, that was something we all kind of thought that she's got to meet Melisandre again, so yeah, we're good. And we weren't sure if Melisandre was going to show up at the... Battle of Winterfell. Well, opening credits, uh, you know, starring what is her name? Um, Carice Van, v- Van, yes. Van Houten. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so she's she's there. She's 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 here. She's in the episode. Uh, so Sir Chris says, "Well, shit, all bets are off, right?" 
So, um, firstly, I'm not a book reader. I'm a fan of the Game of Thrones TV show, a TV show about who is going to rule the Iron Throne and become the monarch of Westeros. That has always been what the show was about. Those who didn't like it uh, seem to be arguing that the Night King and White Walkers should have been the show's big bad, the final boss battle. I disagree. When we first hear about White Walkers, it is that they are a myth, a bedtime story to scare children. The first time we see a White Walker... Um, it is killed by Sam, Sam Tarly, the single most useless fighter in the show, who gave Whoa. Away, <laughs> who gave away a Valyrian steel <laughs> sword because uh, it was too heavy for him to hold in the air. Hey <laughs> uh, now, um, whose yeah. friend was killed in front of him, and then he ran away. That Samwell Tarly killed a White Walker by accident. How much of a threat were we supposed to take these creatures for? Every time we've seen them, our heroes have come into contact with them. Uh, they have managed to kill some and only fled due to sheer numbers. The walkers themselves, not a big threat beyond the rising of the dead to fight for them. Who have white walkers killed? Some of Craster's babies, Hodor, uh, Thoros. <laughs> uh, and I will say, just to pause here for a second, when you look back at where the last hero, you know, in the books going to seek out mm -hmm. the advice from the children... It's like if the advice is just you get, hey, you just have to use dragon's glass, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. don't forget to swing that when you're when you're going after these guys and then they'll just they'll, you know, disappear. Right. You're good. So kind of kind of funny point. Uh, the real big bad of the show has been kings, hands, lords, ladies, septums, sparrows, direwolves. The real big bad has always been uh, Cersei Lannister. Okay. The other big criticism is that Arya didn't earn her kill and that Jon should have done it. Anyone who thinks Jon is the main character of the show hasn't been paying attention. Since episode one, it's been about Arya, Sansa, and Bran. Arya wants to be like her dad and a great fighter. Bran wants to climb high and watch from afar. Sansa wants to be the regal lady. Nothing in the show has shown us that uh, has changed. Arya's entire journey was leading up to this. Uh, I'm sorry, her entire journey was leading up to this was learning the skills to defend and revenge her family. Uh, Arya and Jon were standing in the exact same spot when Arya snuck up to him two episodes ago, and we had the foreshadowing dialogue. Jon, quote, how did you manage to sneak up on me? Arya, quote, how did you survive a, night, a knife to the heart? Jon, quote, I didn't. Standing in that exact same spot, Arya snuck up to the Night King, and he also didn't survive a knife to the heart. Uh, Melisandre has told us and now reminded us that Arya will kill brown eyes, blue eyes, and green eyes. Green eyes is clearly Cersei, the last name on her list who she will be telling us she will kill since, what, season two? All right. Mm -hmm. uh, much like Ned claiming the throne and handing it uh, to Robert, I think we'll see Arya claiming the throne for her family and Sansa sitting there at the end. Okay. Uh, Varys also once asked if the kingdom was ruled by a just woman and a wise man or something along those lines. We keep hearing that the series will end in a bitter, uh, sweet moment. I think Maggie the Frog and Melisandre's prophecies both come true. Cersei appears to have been killed by her brother, but it's Arya wearing a fallen Jamie's face. Cersei could be slain by Jamie in much the same, in much the way he dispatched of the Mad King. All right. Arya then does the same thing her father did for Robert Baratheon and hands the throne to Sansa. Okay. Could the finale of the show be the White Wedding? 
after red and purple and numerous forced marriages, we could end the show with Sansa and Tyrion joining the Lannisters and Starks together and ruling the Seven Kingdoms together. Bittersweet as it comes at the cost of John, Jamie, and numerous others by the end of the show. Or perhaps we see the first season suggest- suggestion of Ned's daughter marrying Robert's son, and we have Arya Gendry wedding, although that seems less likely. Either way, I'm expecting a happyish ending. One of our heroes, not John, on the Iron Throne, but in the shadow of much death and destruction. People keep asking who is Azor High. While never directly mentioned on the show, I can. Uh, recall we have heard the prince who was promised prophecy and assume it was John. What if it wasn't? The prophecy says the person was born from smoke and fire, or a less literal interpretation, their power, their powers were given to them by a fire god and will wield Lightbringer, a weapon forged with the blood of their loved ones. My thoughts on this, Arya is not Azor High. Arya is Lightbringer. She herself is the weapon forged after the death of her father, mother, and brother. Melisandre was mm-hmm. Azor High. Her powers from Lord of Light, uh, her meeting Arya is what set Arya on her path. Taking Gendry caused Arya to go on the journey with the Hound, which ultimately led her to Bravos, where she trained to become the assassin she needed to be to kill the Night King. Melisandre unleashed her on the Night King. Beric and Melisandre both died when their duty to the Lord of Light was complete. No doubt John, also resurrected for an unknown purpose by the Lord of Light, will die when he completes his. Wowzers. Um, had a lot more thoughts here, but uh, thanks for the podcast. Loving it. Yours, Sir, Sir Chris. A mm-hmm. lot of thoughts there, Sir Chris. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that is a lot to, to kind of go over. But Sir Matt, any, any, any thoughts there, my friend? Well, I, I do want to uh, quickly brief. Uh, one of the ravens I had actually selected later today is from. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, Lord Mike Lombard, who actually bring he brings up the same argument okay. uh, about the she will shut the blue eyes, um, the the brown eyes and the green eyes that he wanted us to talk about that. So, okay. Okay. Um, I just thought I would bring that up since I had it in the show for later, so I can just kind of we can kind of add it in here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely think there is. If you look at who, uh, he he. I like what he talked about with um, Arya's the deaths of important people in her life. Her her dad, uh, her mom, and her brother. And mm-hmm. her mom and her brother were both killed by the Lannisters. So maybe there's that lion analogy. Her mom was also, you know, thrown into the river. So there's that water analogy. Um, so it's possible any of those may yeah. tie into that uh, as well. If that is the way they decide to go with it in the books, I am liking more and more the idea of the of the of the dagger being Lightbringer, which I like what he said here, talking about a weapon forged on the blood of their loved one. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. the weapon was meant from met from Bran. It does have. Obviously, Catelyn Stark's blood on mm-hmm. it because she grabbed it mm-hmm. when um, and she cut her hand very almost deep to the bone when right. she was trying to protect Bran. So there's that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, one of the things I like is I guess j- just the start of of his Raven, which is he's not a book reader. Okay, so I think that's mm-hmm. something we have to remember. And I'm glad that he put that up front because you you have j- TV show people, you have book people. We cover both. I'm a fan of both. But the idea here mm-hmm. is that he's a fan of Game of Thrones, the TV show, a TV show about who is going to rule the Iron Throne and become the right. monarch of Westeros. And I think that has been what some of the book readers are kind of like 
this doesn't make sense to us, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we think it's a, a song of ice and fire and we're waiting for this. The, the Night King battle should have been the last battle was some, something that people have said and they kind of get upset about that. But Sir Chris kind of points out, if you're just a fan of the TV show, you're, you're wanting to know who sits the throne. I mean, all the hashtags before the se- the season started were for the throne. Right. You know, who's right. who's going to sit there at the end? I mean, and that's something and that's something that you and I have talked about, too, is um, go uh, go look at the Lord of the Rings. Right. I mean, I think that's a great example of obviously the Lord of the Rings. I mean, Return of the King is up there with the most Academy Awards for any movie ever. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of really diehard book Lord of the Rings people who criticize it because they say it ends way too soon in the book. There's so much stuff that happens afterwards. And that could be the that could be the same the same case here. We've talked about it. There's a difference between a game, the Game of Thrones or a Game of Thrones and the Song of Ice and Fire. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's important to remember when we read these Ravens because that that I don't want that to kind of set somebody off because it's I think it's great. I think it's it's really cool. It's it's a lot like my my sister. She's just a fan of the TV show. And and sometimes the perspective that that those people bring, it's, it's really neat because they don't have any of those other influences that you and I have, Sir Matt, from the book. And, mm-hmm. and so it's cool to see what they're going to predict or what they think about what's happening, because, you know, the whole thing about Sam, we were kind of joking his comment about Samuel Tarley being. Uh, you know, one of the one of the worst, you know, useless fighters in the show. Now, hold on, I gotta, uh, you know, S- Sir Chris, I gotta push back a little bit on the, on that. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, Sam's a boss, all right. He's Sam the Slayer. Yeah, he he, ki- right? he yeah, he's a Slayer. He yeah. kills White Walker, and we see him out there fighting a little bit. Oh, he did. Are the, you kidding me? Episode. That's my pushback. Yeah, he, he actually his absolutely he evolves. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know something else I just wanted to, I wanted to bring up. When we talked about the, we talked about the difference between the book and the show. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much more in in the books that one wouldn't the way the, the 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 show presents itself. There's a lot of stuff that we get in the books, um, and where they kind of they'll blend characters in the show, right? Like John Connington, not a character in the show, so they yep. kind of take his angle in the books of getting grayscale and give it to Jorah Mormont and that kind of makes sense a little bit. Um, and it ends up working out fine in the show. Characters like Lady Stoneheart who don't even appear. Um, and thinking about it, I don't even know if you tried to do Lady Stoneheart in the show. I don't, I don't, I, I think it'd be a really tough angle to sell because uh-huh. just where, where like certain characters arcs are, remember they had to go back to add in a lot of the Euron Greyjoy stuff to kind of build him up. Yeah. Um, because you only have so much time, and I I wonder I I wonder if that was a design choice because they didn't have time to do it. They're like let's add this in later, or if they did it because they knew Euron would be more important later down the line, and said that we we need to focus on Ramsey as a villain rather than having Euron as a villain as well, mm-hmm. because you know we Euron's obviously a character in the books well well before he shows up in in the show. Right along that along that timeline, yeah, yeah, for sure. I it also leads you to the conversation, and and I've seen a lot of this on social media and and just in different articles about the behind the scenes and when did you know George Martin kind of step out and have to right. say I have to work on the books and and here's the tidbits that I have here's the thought I have for the ending, but if they don't know where Lady Stoneheart's supposed to end up, that's a tough character to kind of write. As, as as show writers and to try to figure out because you're not in his mind you don't know what found what what he was laying down there I guess from from the beginning 
So mm-hmm. and clearly he has something pretty big for for Lady Stoneheart. It's it's in game. We're just doing the reread through through a Game of Thrones, and all the times that that are mentioned, she had a heart of stone. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's been there from the beginning, which is crazy. Abs- absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll actually I'll actually throw in another Raven. Um, it was just one that I saw when we were picking these, but I think that it, it will t- it ties into a lot of what we're saying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still staying on this guy's Raven. Uh, but I just I have another one here sure. from uh Sir Sir Luke Scondrus, I believe I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey guys, recently discovered your podcast a few weeks ago and powered through the majority of episodes. Great podcast." Anyway, the reason I am writing, uh, the reason I am writing is about season seven and eight in general. I can't help but think the books will be completely different, and the showrunners are just creating fan fiction. Just listen to the showrunners talk about the episodes. They use terms like "we thought this," "we thought that," "we decided this." In the earlier episodes, they talk a lot about how how the episodes reference meaning meetings and meet uh, and and things with that they had spoken to Gur about. Uh, an example of the hold the door episode they mentioned the various meetings we had with George about this episode just my two cents anyway great podcast and uh just kind of ends it there um yeah that is something to to take into consideration when you look at some of these interviews where they say well we we thought this was a good idea we thought this was a good idea well then they are no longer pulling from source material that they would have with George R R Martin or perhaps what they have from him is is a little more vague and he says here's kind of my outline and they say okay well let's get characters a you know how do we go how do we go from a to b and have all these different characters get there so yeah that's a really good point and i think i'm I'm just actually interested to know what i wonder if they'll ever do something down the line where they share some of (laughs) what transpired you know maybe right years after the books are done or something i don't Mm -hmm. know and what and what and what information they were actually given, yeah, going into it because I think that that's what it ties into with these with these design choices, um, and the and that we've that we've seen just like that that Raven said with mm-hmm. we decided this we thought this was a good idea, um, yeah it'll it'll all be it'll all be very interesting because Gurr um he he wrote a lot of the early early episodes and a couple episodes yeah. here and there throughout the throughout the show so yeah. Um, and- and, and and people make the case that you know there was source material, so that's why some of the writing was as good as it was, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I understand that, but I still think D and D are doing a, a great job. And I think we're not done yet, so I really want to see what what happens in these last three episodes before I make a lot of huge statements about whether it was good or bad or whatnot. Right now, I'm enjoying it, and I think that's that's right. What people need to focus on: Did you enjoy? it? Are you having fun? Uh, yeah. So. But mm-hmm. and there's there's and real quick, there's other yeah. things, too, um, that I like. We you and I have talked before about Harry Potter and in the books, Dumbledore can't apparate out of, you know, teleport for those of you who don't yeah. really know. They can, they can kind of teleport in and yeah. out of places, um, essentially how he he can't he can't operate out of Hogwarts because Hogwarts is too powerful. Mm-hmm. Then in the movie to save time, they make it to where he can. Mm-hmm. And he's like and he says, well the headmaster has certain abilities. Right. And so I like both. I'm I don't I don't think one is doesn't upset me that they they chose that in the movie. I I remember watching it and kind of have a smile on my face cuz because that's the route they decided to go, and yeah, because you like um, Dumbledore. You're I, like, that's I, cool. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I appreciate both. So there will be, th- there. I'm sure there will be things where, when the books 
are finally done. Oh, I like that the book did this better or, oh, I like that the show did this better. Mm -hmm. The show has added scenes that I think really are telling of people's characters. We've talked about this before. The scene where Robert and Cersei are talking in in the room that doesn't happen in the books but i yeah. think it's a really good scene and it adds depth to their to their character mm-hmm. the 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 behind the scene or not the behind the scenes but the added features where the uh you have characters like Jamie Lanners talking about the history of the Kingsguard and it's oh yeah through his perspective that's stuff that's not in in the books and i think those are they're cool too i don't know if you can consider those canon or not i don't really care i like them so mm-hmm. i kind of consider them head canon i guess yeah um so i think yeah there's there's advantages to both right yeah yeah i hear you that's uh, i think you're right on uh one more point from sir chris's raven that i wanted to hit with you and then we can kind of move on uh, it brings up the point that Beric and Melisandre, servants of the Lord of Light, and that their journey is kind of you know complete. They had served their purpose. What do you think about this bit with John? You know, who, he was re- he was resurrected for unknown purposes. I mean, I think uh, I think some of the purposes are known, but but you know, maybe his ultimate purpose is is unknown, and he's he's resurrected by the Lord of Light. So. Is he going to have to die now? D- does it mean that he that he will die because he has to serve a purpose? And then in this whole Game of Thrones, and then then he's out. I don't know. I ca- I kind of wanted to get your take on that, Sir Matt. Yeah, I I don't really know. Uh, to uh, to be to be honest, um, because it just uh, what, seems, do you, I mean, what do you th- what do you think? Well, I I don't know. I mean, like like I we we've introduced a, a different um, what's your name, Kinvara. It was right. the, yeah the red so priestess. We have other red priestess and priest mm-hmm. and priestesses out there, so I feel like it's just because those characters are dead. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, um, John. Well, actually, you know, to Sir Chris's point, it says when he dies, he completes his his own his purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so I get that. I guess that's he's just kind of saying that since John was brought back by the Lord of Light, that he somehow fits into the Lord of Light's plan. Which, I guess, is a no-brainer, right? So that 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 does right, just kind of makes sense. I just kind of wondered if if he was hinting at here that John will die at the end of this. That's that's what I'm, you know, because I think those are the two big characters he we may. care about. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think with Melisandre dying, I think they're they're either gonna go one of two ways. Is maybe all of the Night King, all of that stuff is done, mm-hmm. is done, and that was it with. Melisandre or it comes back and now the safety net of being revived is is gone and so the safety net's gone so you don't have anyone else to bring you back to life yeah okay okay and he also makes another point about Melisandre being a Zora High I thought that was interesting um not so sure how how I feel about it but it's it's she's she's looking for a Zora High right that's her thing right she's always looking for the Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the this this great warrior, the warrior of light, who's going to kind of lead them, and then it'd be kind of ironic that she shows up, and it's she just needs to follow, you know, his his will, and and mm-hmm. and do her thing, and play her part. So, because she played a big role. I mean, she's as you said, MVP. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. all right. Well, hey, Sir Chris, thank you so much. We really appreciate the raven. Absolutely. So let's let's move on here. Uh, we have Lady um, Lady Ellis, I believe. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Is that right? Okay. Lady Ellis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, greetings, sirs. I'll cut right to it. 
I have some theories that I'd like to share. I strongly believe Danny is turning into the Mad King, a.k.a. the Mad Queen. I can easily picture her saying, quote, burn them all, just like Jamie uh, stabbed the Mad King as his, uh, as his hand. So too will Tyrion be the one to stab Danny and then will also be a Queen Slayer um, as her hand. So, you know, Jamie was, yeah, kind of the... Right. Kingsguard there, but yeah. Side note: I love that fan theory you guys brought up about Danny, about how Danny would attempt to burn John to see if he is a true Targaryen. Uh, her burning him would really make him and others see how mad she is turning. Well, that's true. And you know, mm -hmm. we, we actually rethought about that and, and whether John had been burned before in the show. He has been, yeah. And he has, in, yeah. In season one, <laughs> yeah. So, um, she goes on to say it will form an even stronger bond between Tyrion and Jaime, allowing them to prepare for. Uh, the killing, maybe also stabbing or using the crossbow of Cersei. Mm -hmm. Wow. It would be pretty cool if Cersei was killed like her father crossbowed in the stomach and she and her baby die. Whoa. Wow. Sheemany. Yeah. Um, I see Danny's uh, clothes as, a, as being evident to this theory of mine. Her cloak, uh, her cloaks are slowly evolving to more and more of a red kind of color, a dark red, mm -hmm. right? Her cloak at mm -hmm. the beginning of the episode of episode two had a lot of red uh, fur in it. It is a, uh, it's a very subtle detail, but I think it really says a lot. Last but not least, I hope I can, I hope and can see Sansa winning the game with Tyrion by her side. She is all about protecting the North and why not do it as queen of the seven kingdoms? Uh, I've only recently discovered your podcast, but I'm hooked now and I've yet to read the books, but when I do, I plan on following along with your episodes. Can't wait. You know, that, that's awesome. Cause that's, that was one of our goals when we mm -hmm. set up with this is that like, Maybe if you're a huge fan of the show you're, and, and, and you enjoy it, trust me, you're going to love the books. And I'd actually argue that's a large part of our of our listener base. We, yeah. We've, we've had many, many Ravens uh, over the course of doing this where people said, especially because since we were doing it during the lull, we started it during the lull of mm -hmm. not having uh, the show. As people said, yeah, I watched the show and then I got into the books. I mean, that's how I was. I yeah. you know, just had been a heavy show person. I I had read I had done the audio book the first two books and then mm -hmm, decide, mm -hmm. we decided no let's do a reread and the whole thing um yeah yeah but i think she i do i do think she makes a really really good point here of danny becoming more and more mad queen ish mad king ish um it's something that we've seen yeah the evolution <laughs> of her character is the iron throne the iron throne the iron throne and it's uh -huh. it's been more hard at home even when Rather than rather than say, oh, John, we're related. It's you have a claim to my throne. Yeah. Now that she's now that she's here. Yep. Isn't that something? You know, to like she should have she yeah as you said she should have been overjoyed right. There's more Targaryens. There's this great mystery with my my brother and his lover from from the north. That is so cool. And maybe it's also just the shock of of the moment. And it's right before the battle, so. She can't process, so we can kind of even, we can maybe even forgive her for that a little bit, but before that, you know, she's obsessed with, what would we do with the man who killed our father? Viserys and I used to wonder, and so mm -hmm. she's thinking about, she's dwelling on what she would do with Jamie Lannister, what she's going to do with um, the usurper's dogs, you know, as, as, as they're called in the in the books and in the show. So, it, she's, she's obsessed with, well, when she when she kills, you know, Sam's father and, and, and his brother, Tyrion sees a bit of it. So, they've been hinting at it, and I really really can see her possibly just doing something that is going to draw well, well where John's gonna have to draw a line and say that's this I'm sorry that's 
Mm-hmm. He, he remember he couldn't lie for her. He just needed to tell one lie. I think it was like in the, um, gosh, there at uh, the Dragon Pit when Cersei is mm-hmm. kind of wanting him. I forget what she's asking from him, but you know whether he would serve her as queen queen or whatever i don't even remember what it was but he couldn't lie because i remember in the out or the um inside the show they always do this little bit and amelia clark was kind of talking about john's character and we just needed him to to tell one lie and he can't do that and i thought wow yeah i mean so he's he's going to if danny's doing something that's really uh evil or starts to go away that he doesn't think is right i think he'll stand up to her so yeah yeah i'm with you so anyways but yeah the whole bit too about Tyrion and Jamie growing a bit, you know, kind of uh, stronger, um, their bond growing stronger. I think it is strong, and I think it always has been, and I think it's going to maybe continue to be stronger as Braun shows up with the crossbow and is, like, ready to kill one or both of them. So that's going to yeah, bring I them do, together. Yeah, I do think it, I do think the Braun, Tyrion, I'll pay whatever the price, if anytime somebody offers you to kill me, um, whatever the price is, I'll double it. Could mm-hmm. come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can't see him. I just can't see that happening. Right. It, it'll be a tense moment where where it could go either way. And I ultimately see Braun keeping the friendship with Tyrion. But you talk about, I mean, the, if there was ever the the gut wrenching sort of moment where we're gonna be like, what? If you kill Tyrion, could you imagine? Could you imagine the out the the yeah. just the uh, the shock waves that that would send. Well, through. I mean, then it would it would it would be very game. It would be a very yes. fitting end to Game of Thrones. It really would be because that's the person we think is like safe. You know, Sir Chris was talking right. about Arya being bulletproof because she hadn't met Melisandre yet. I think a lot of times in our minds we have Tyrion as one of those characters that like he can't die, and even John and mm. Danny we've got saved until the end, but one of them may die. Tyrion's a character I never thought would die. I just don't. I've never seen him. In a situation where where I think he's going to die, I mean, I I I see him in situations where there's potential for his death, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to be shocked if that happens, and I'm probably going to be in my cups for weeks, you know. But right, all right, uh, well, cool. Okay. Thanks, you know, Lady Ellis. Is this the you. is this the one that is the strong uh, criticism? I have a strong criticism. I'll read some of that now, if that's okay. So that's from from Reed Brooks. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so let me go back here to this and and um, read. I apologize; I probably won't be able to read all of it. That there's there's a lot here. We'll see how much I can get through. But uh, I, I thought it was important because you know Sir Matt and I are right now really enjoying the show. And as podcasters go out there, we are one of the I don't want to say few, but we haven't been. Mm-hmm. We don't give that harsh criticism that I think some of our other podcaster mm-hmm. friends out there. Uh, well, friends slash, I don't know what we call them now, <laughs> have kind of given this last uh, uh, show, and I think it's all the influence from the books and just what they were set up for. So anyways, I wanted to read um, right. what uh, Mr. Brooks uh, has here for us. So Thrones is probably the greatest TV show of all time. The episodes continue to be amazing, and I think they will be through the end. But really, the writing sort uh, sort of has fallen apart. If you go back and look at the first four seasons where the writing was literally adapted exactly from the book, it was fantastic. Now the characters are largely unsatisfying and the narrative uh, and the narratives are lacking payoff. Tyrion has totally lost his identity and Jon is, is uh, a bumbling idiot who charges recklessly into every battle uh, and should have been killed 20 times over. Uh, oh, wow. Let's see. Uh, Bran, who appeared to be um, key to the ending of The Long Night and had his entire identity built around 
doing so over the course of six seasons has accomplished nothing besides being bait in the Battle of Winterfell and presenting his uh, mind as a 2001 Space Odyssey-esque uh, library computer. Okay, uh, John's primary function has been built up to be Azora, uh, the, the Azora High figure, but he has, uh, but he was even raised from the dead by the Lord of Light, and then. Besides riding a dragon, he accomplished almost nothing in the long night. We are, are we to believe his role was simply to warn people of the threat, which was presented as, uh, you know, which was presented as conquered in a single battle anyways. All right. Uh, Danny had painted, Danny had been painted as a power hungry, soon to be tyrant who is no longer particularly likable and quarrels with slash burns to death everyone who has an opposite oppositional viewpoint and she is a tedious and plotting uh, in, in a tedious and plotting standoff with Sansa who has started to come off as a paranoid jerk rather than a strong motivated woman protecting her family as uh, as Kat did really the only person with a storyline that has had any payoff is Arya but it appears to have been largely at the expense of every other character in the in the behind the scenes uh, Benioff says they have known for three years that Arya would kill the Night King, and then they tried to pass off her entire prior narrative, including her early conversation with Melisandre about brown eyes, blue eyes, and green eyes um, as an epic foreshadowing. But at the same time, they had no idea she was going to be that figure, and even had the order of eye color reversed, so it's clear they didn't have that trajectory in mind. Further, Martin didn't write the story with that in mind, as he hasn't even presented a Night King in the books. So I'm gonna pause right there for just a, a little bit, just to kind of get mm-hmm. a taste of that. And and I did see the if you look at the the after the episode, D and D do kind of go into their their thoughts and when they and I've seen a lot of discussion on Twitter about this and the idea that well they knew three years ago that Arya was going to kill the Night King and the whole bit about. When she meets Melisandre, the brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes right. thing was before they knew that she mm, was going okay. to kill the Night King. That's what everyone kind of says is that they they took that line and they said, "All right, let's make this fit because we want Arya to be the character who kills the Night King." Let's look back. Oh, here's a sick line, you know, and let's 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 use that. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So I I I understand. I, I see where people have said have said that. I think there's more to it than that. You know, and and again, that's why I said earlier it'd be interesting to see when you know George Martin kind of stepped out, and when they kind of had to take over and come up with who was who was going to kill the Night King. I mean, do, do you th- don't Sir Matt? Do you think George Martin told him who was going to kill the Night King? Oh, I think it's possible, and people have said, well, the Night King isn't a character in uh-huh. in the books, which is is correct. Um, but I do believe that there is obviously going to be some big confrontation with the others and i do believe there will there will be one leading white walker yeah. um and so i it, it may end up being the night king we know of the knights king the 13 lord commander all of that right. stuff if that does end up being the same character in the books i think it will right um but you know what good I think point it's very though high, very 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 highly like they're you're going to you're going to need a central figure of the white walkers to be a a a character yeah uh, uh, I would say like like maybe a, a group of especially them. if it right especially if it goes the same way if it's if it's you kill a white walker and that kills all of the whites um then 
okay, you kill this one, and that kills all of them. Right, and that's I am kind of wondering if that is going to go the same way. Um, because Arya killing a, a White Walker in the books could be really cool. Maybe that does happen, but it's not the the one, like the... the 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 OG the original that we need to kind of kill and maybe John does kill that kill that one in the book so again it, it is all very different in the book and, and they've they've combined characters as as you've said Sir Matt so maybe that's a bit of what they what they've done here and and that's why mm. but anyways I just kind of think it's you know an interesting point I've, I've heard people say that but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have surprised me if if he did say yeah it's Arya from the get go and yeah maybe they just didn't set it when he stepped off. Maybe there were some some threads that he would have, you know, had in there in seasons, you know, five and or four, five and six or whatever, seven to right. better and, lead and us all, into it, maybe. Yeah. And John is still the one to lead us mm-hmm. against the army of the dead. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that he's going to take be deal the final blow. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the one that goes down and gets Daenerys to come fight for for them up north. He's the one that if it is Arya in the books, John is the one that sets her on the path. We, you and I you and I talked yeah. about this uh the the other day. He and why Arya in makes our, sense. In our, in our why Arya we did a huge episode on on Patreon about why Arya makes sense. He's the one that gives her needle, which is what causes Eddard Stark to say if you have a sword, you're going to need to learn how to use it, which causes her to train with Sirio Pharrell, which causes her to when she meets Jacken, oh, I know a dancing master. Then he says, "Well, there's a different type of people in Bravos." Mm-hmm. The whole her whole arc is all stems from John giving her needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and just real quick for for those who don't know, who maybe aren't big uh, book readers, the the last hero I always kind of refer to the last hero in, in the Battle for the Dawn, uh, which mm-hmm. you know during the long night there's there's a battle for the dawn. Basically, the last hero seeks out the children's advice and their assistance. It doesn't say that there's kind of a, a one big epic standoff. It actually right. says that the Night's Watch was formed and this group together kind of fought back with the assistance of the children against the great against the others. So right. and it's it's super vague because again, it was thousands and thousands of years ago. But maybe you know, because we've always I think built up in our mind that it's supposed to be this one person because there is the last hero, Azora High. But Azora High, they they weren't they were not alone. And that was something that, that mm-hmm. was said in some of the other episodes that yeah the and the world of, and, in in world of ice and fire it also doesn't say that one hero slayed one mm-hmm. night king type character and ended the and that's what ended the long night and all the white walkers are defeated because that obviously wasn't the case what probably happened was they pushed back and caused them to retreat and their numbers were drastically dwindled right and then they built a wall. Right, so it's mm-hmm. something that, that, and it that took, took place generations time. to to rise up again. Yeah, yeah. So again, that that prophecy coming down through the timeline and it being something that things have been lost in the translation, and we heard about a leader, you know, someone like a Jon Snow who they got Absolutely. everybody together. They they got the assistance of the children. Maybe that's Bran right now too. Bran and Jon kind of getting everybody together. Get your best fighter together. Get Arya in there and make sure you know you provide. <laughs> I almost said it. Well, I'm gonna say it. Provide the distraction so that she can go like, kill the Night King. I mean, right, right. Oh uh, gosh. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Let me just wrap up here with with his Raven. Uh, let's see. 
uh, what did we want? Let me see. It's, it's going to be exceedingly difficult to redeem uh, the characters' arcs of virtually everyone other than Arya at this point. Arya is a lovely, creative character, and her arc certainly now appears very rewarding, but it is worth... But is it worth everything we lost from the other characters? I think not. Watching her stroll into the Long Night story a few weeks ago in advance and only uh, get into the battle once the walls were breached makes her personal investment in the war minimal. Her story's purpose was avenging her family and her arc would have been just as rewarding if she had been limited to taking Jamie or Tyrion's face and murdering Cersei. That would have left the Night King to a more appropriately narrative uh, focused character. This was a twist for purposes of having a twist, which certainly had an immediate shock payoff, but ex but at extreme cost to the remaining story structure. So many questions have been left unanswered with the Night King's death. What was the connection with Bran? What did he want? What was the deal with the symbols? What was the purpose of the Azor High prophecy to begin with? Was the Night King simply a short-term distraction from the uh, po politically driven quest for the throne. I've seen people legitimately going through the stages of grief and many articles and posts. Uh, people are trying to rationalize that the Night King must come back or that Bran is actually evil and will reveal that now that the Night King is gone, the amount of attention being given to the fact that the God's Eye is inappropriately close to King's Landing in the opening credits has turned into a desperately a desperate plea for hope amongst those who expect the story to be simply smarter. Truly, the fan theories have shown uh, they were more creatively invested in writing than D&D. So finally, to my question, how much damage has been done to Game of Thrones by the last uh, several seasons uh, poor writing? The casual fan has barely noticed, but those deeply invested, the payoff... The payoffs have mostly gone out the window, and a stage of mourning has replaced them. One last thing, a bit of hope here from Reed. Here's the thing. I really think there is only one redemptive move for this story. I think this has to be a fake-out. Upon going south and defeating Cersei, Jon and Danny will take the throne in a fake happy ending. After that, the White Walker threat will reveal itself, and Bran will have to guide humanity to the only real solution— Gendry forges a weapon, or a weapon is provided to John. John is forced to kill Danny to create Lightbringer, and then he defeats the White Walker threat for real. It's the only truly rewarding ending from here. Reed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I, I chose Reed. I, I chose your Raven because it actually a lot of what he says in here is a lot of what I've read on Twitter. It's a lot of the major articles that I see out there, kind of criticizing, you know, the choices made in this episode. And, and so I thought we would kind of just put that forward for people to kind of gnaw mm -hmm. on, think about, and 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 what have you. I mean, there are a lot of questions. I still have questions about the Night King and and who who was he? It was do I, can I believe? Do I trust Bran? Is, is did he really just want to wipe out and annihilate? You know, all of mankind. Is that just what his his thing is? Like, what is up with the symbols? Mm -hmm. uh, we've already talked about Azor High a little bit, so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But yeah. Oh, some Great hope there point. at the end that, that Gendry will forge a weapon, you know, and it's provided. Yeah, and again, and yeah, and the books and the show, I mean, there's so many, there's so many other differences too. I mean, the Horn of Winter, you, Sir Ezra, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be an enormous part of the Winds of Winter book. It has the yeah. wall, I think, is going to come down in a completely different, different way. way. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and to her point about the, she, uh, or, or his point, um, the, yeah. the excuse me, the, the part about the, uh, the writing being bad 
you and I have criticized season seven. If uh, there have been points, oh sure, season yeah. seven to me, the Arya Sansa mm-hmm. Littlefinger, yeah, it felt like it felt like they just kind of ran out of ideas and like here we kind of need to keep them around here with, with something to do. It's the first time I've ever felt not like Game of Thrones was bad, was just like I and I just it's just Littlefinger's death to me was all was always so uh-huh. underwhelming. It just it just seemed either the long overdue he had he wasn't really doing much of anything at that point he seemed very weak and and didn't mm-hmm. have nearly the power or influence he never seemed to, never felt as dangerous um right so it, there's a character who i think is going to be a hundred 99.9 chance i i would say he's his arc is completely different right because in the books he's growing in power and he's he's gaining more influence and what have you and, and getting essentially close to what he wants so it would be interesting if at the height of his power they do something to kind of take him out. That's unexpected a little bit. Right. Right. But yeah, to see him kind of dwindle and and sink back into the shadows and lose his grip uh can be right. satisfying in and of itself, but then it's you know, I don't know, it it goes against the some of this Game of Thrones bit where we the shock value that we're always looking for. Right. Absolutely. And maybe we're looking for too much shock value, you know, because Absolutely. I, I think that might be some of it. Like we as as uh, Reed said, you know, it's cool Arya has this great, you know, uh, jumps out of nowhere, kills the Night King. It's awesome. It's badass. But what about these other characters? And the the, the little nugget where you told me that John is actually running distraction for her mm-hmm. with the dragon. Yeah, that people, a lot of people, a lot of people have been pointing that out. This, that adds this a layer I never thought about. Because he, I mean, that uh, they're right there at the Godswood. They're about to, he's about to enter. He's close. He's, he's, he's almost there. Mm-hmm. And the dragon is keeping him from, from getting there. And as I'm thinking back to it, it's almost like, yeah, he sees something out of the corner of his eye and knows in some way that he needs to stand up and yell, go, go. But he's, he's presenting himself as this distraction and, and mm-hmm. willing to, to kill himself. I don't know. You know? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay. I've got, I've got a couple here. Um, Lady Camille Shea. I feel like, uh, let, first of all, let me say before we get yelled at again, uh-huh. this will contain spoilers to Endgame, Avengers Endgame. So, hey, and to clarify that, we did not know. Yeah, we recorded, we recorded that. We recorded that days. We were we record follow up Friday usually on Wednesdays. Yeah, and so it was the day before Avengers. We had so no we, clue. We said something, and I was just making a joke. Right. And it also seemed like a relatively light, um, likely joke, and it ended up coming true. I actually still haven't even seen the movie. Yeah, but, so uh, we got we got blasted by a few people, and they're just like, "Hey, guys, not cool, man! You guys spoiled the you movie." Spoil I was it, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I I, we, I, we, haven't, we, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, actually, to be quite frank, some people who wrote in. Spoiled it for Sir Matt. You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't. Yeah, know. I was like, hey, thanks. We've had actually multiple people making comparisons. So yeah, it's just um, kind of funny. So we're, we apologize, yeah, but at so, the same time, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it, this one also contains a a spoiler. So now I know how the movie ends. Thanks. Uh, I feel <laughs> like Brand. <laughs> I feel like Brand knew how things would play out in the Battle of Winterfell. He is the one who gave Arya the dagger. Also, I feel like he couldn't tell anyone, everyone, how it would play out because then it would have worked then it wouldn't have worked. It reminds me of how Doctor Strange saw how to beat Thanos in Avengers, but didn't tell Tony Stark until Stark saw for himself. Just a thought. Bran has uh, got to be more important than just bait. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I haven't seen Avengers, so I don't 
know how it plays out, but I guess well, Tony Stark. Yeah, is, I'll, yeah. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you. And again, yeah, we said major spoilers before we read that, and I'm going to say again, major spoilers here, but it is very, it does actually kind of seem like a Doctor Strange moment, because I've seen it now, and it's like Brand is laying the seeds. He's, he's, he's giving the dagger here. He's saying certain things to certain characters, and these meetups are happening in certain places. John sneaking up on... I'm sorry, Arya sneaking up on John right at the exact spot where she'll sneak up on the Night King. Cool little things like that are happening. And I do think Bran foresaw it and just... I think he was doing something in the last moments there, though. I think he was looking at events and seeing what was kind of unfolding before that. And then he was also looking for something else in that moment. I don't know what. I think we're going we're gonna to find out about that. But yeah, if you tell Arya this is what you're going to have to do... Even Melisandre doesn't really do that direct. She just says, you know, what do we say, you know, to the God of Death and, you know, not right. today. And that actually comes from from Arya. Arya figures it out herself and then it, she's not being told, go do this. She herself then believes it and says, it's me. I have to do this. I can mm-hmm. I can do something. And when you believe that yourself versus being told, it's much more powerful and you can you can you can probably do more. Right. Um, so, yeah. Okay, right. So. Cool. That's a cool little connection. I love that. All right. Yeah. I haven't seen Avengers, so yeah. I don't know what happens, but I'm assuming they win. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 maybe. And uh, I'm okay. guessing that uh, a certain Stark dies in in the process because yeah. that's what we had joked about, and then I got yelled at for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get yet. People were very nice about it, but they were like, hey, I, I don't know, know if you guys. I know. Because it, it was a joke. It was a subtle joke. But anyways, all right. Right. Uh, I have actually um, one okay. here from from uh, Lady Stephanie. I, I didn't get to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll read this real quick, and then we'll finish up with yours, if that's all right. Yeah, go okay. right ahead. Okay. Hello, my good sirs. I'm not usually one to take the time to send a raven, but I feel compelled to write one after seeing a lot of negative reactions to episode three. A lot of people are saying that John was completely useless during the battle and that Arya being the one to kill the Night King doesn't make sense or was too easy, and I strongly disagree. I see no fathomable way for John to have been the one to kill the Night King. The Night King took particular notice of John at Hardholm in season five and assumed he would be his biggest, maybe only, obstacle. He could have raised more dead at any point during the battle, but only chose to do it when he was caught alone out in the open and John was hot on his heels. He obviously did this to give himself more time to meet up with his cronies and get to Bran. And he positioned uh, Viserion outside the godswood for good measure. John is a formidable fighter, but his particular training did not set him up for success in this situation. Brute force and reckless courage were never going to be the thing that defeated the Night King, which is why Arya makes sense. We've been conditioned by the show to expect epic sword fights, and that's why I feel like Having it be Arya was such a good twist. She essentially has been uh, training for this since season one with Serial. It feels so obvious to me now that it would be her. The Night King, in all of his in all, in all of his hubris, made a critical mistake by focusing on one individual, John. The lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. It was never just about John. This needed to be a team effort. Uh, if they were going to be successful, that's that's a good point, right? Because it is sort of that we've talked about that team mm-hmm. element that everyone working together. Uh, anyway, that's where I'm at after watching the episode again and thinking about it uh, all week long. Thank you uh, both for your ty- tireless effort to bring us great content week after week and for creating a space for discussion. All the best, Lady Stephanie of House Holmes. So shout out to her. 
Appreciate mm-hmm. the Raven. And yeah, I mean, again, I cannot wait, Sir Matt, until the next couple episodes when we get right. more information on, on Bran and the Night King and what happened. Right. Because you know we're going to. Oh, absolutely. We're A week from now, we'll have far more information than we have right now. I It's possible that the Night King arc isn't done. You and I were joking about Ky, maybe Kyburn still has that hand. Yeah. Um, Bran was marked by the Night King. Maybe there's a tie in there. Uh-huh. If if Bran can be marked by the Night King, the Night King did also choke Arya, so it's possible something yeah. there. I I find I don't think so that, but yeah. Craster's Craster's son. A lot of people right. think there's there's something something there. So it's definitely definitely possible that the Night King arc isn't over. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it is, maybe they. Who knows? We're we're, we're we don't have all the information yet. Yeah, and again, I'm also not going to be completely disappointed if we just shift focus and it's just a huge, epic, you know, Game of Thrones battle royale. Right, and it's good. And the Azora High Prophecy could still have something to do. Some people have written in and said, the Long Night doesn't just end. Winter doesn't just end with the Night King. Uh Maybe there's a tie-in with Cersei. Um, Bran and Daenerys have both had visions of the Iron Throne, Mm -hmm. and there's snow in there. So Right. Is that right. going to come back to play? Yeah, yeah. That's again, all, yeah, all the things we got to kind of continue to you know keep watching and, and and look for. But yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think you have one more, Sir Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, from Jorge uh, Benitez. Perez oh, yeah. Benitez. Yeah. Um, in a show known for its dialogue, intrigue, scheming, etc., it would have been a letdown if the Night King had been the last baddie. He spoke no words, his motivations were never clearly discussed, and he c- controlled a zombie army. That wouldn't work. Cersei is a way better character in terms of depth. Question, is Cersei actually that bad? Everyone but me seems to hate her, but I don't see her... I don't see what she has actually done that is worse than Danny. Danny's basically saying, bend the knee to everyone, and I have dragons. Cersei was actually married to the rightful king, uh, Robert, as he uh, has he took the throne without without dragons. What mm-hmm. am I missing? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. A lot of people who join our Facebook group, we ask the question, who's your favorite character to get in? And a lot of them say Cersei. Yeah, Cersei is the best at the game of at, at the Game of Thrones. Right. She fights she does fight for her family she was married to robert baratheon she's played the game better than anyone else she plays it better than her dad mm-hmm. she's played it better than Tyrion. she rarely rarely makes mistakes mm-hmm. in the books when you start to get her pov characters you see just how kind of messed up robert baratheon yeah was and what it and what it did to her sure. she she was she was the queen she should have been yeah she loved married him. She she did yeah she and yeah. and he said Lyanna Stark's name on the night of their their wedding and he he kind of forced himself on her and there's mm-hmm. really not a lot she could do, um so yeah you know Cersei Cersei plays the game for a reason and she fights for her family, uh she's just oh she's just presented to be that bad character even in the show you mm-hmm. you'll find yourself rooting for her when she is being yeah. punished by by the faith and when she finally gets her revenge on them shame yeah absolutely yeah abs- absolutely so no i definitely do not believe that cersei is all that bad um i think that she's a great great villain it's just from the get go we've believed that the mm-hmm. the the lannisters we were are 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 bad and that's why you in the first book you're 
one of your POV characters is Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you first first we get Tyrion chapters in the books, and we see you know Tyrion's really not that bad of a guy. Yeah. Then we start to get Jamie chapters, yeah. and you see, wow, okay, this is why Jamie killed killed the Mad King. He's not really that bad of a guy, and Jamie kind of comes full circle. Even once you start to get the Cersei chapters, and you see into her into her her psyche and her character, you see, okay, this is why she does the things she does. Yeah, yeah, I really actually like Cersei as well. Uh, I mean, she calls out her own son Joffrey for kind of being a monster and knowing what he what he was or what he you know was at the time i guess um mm-hmm. so that's interesting so she, she does understand she's not like pure evil i mean she's doing things right. she's motivated because she wants to see her family succeed and protect her children mm-hmm. and she has yeah she's just seen all of the oh gosh the the trickery the plotting all that stuff right. that's happening at king's landing she's she she knows what's going to happen and so she's going to just she's not going to be on the receiving end of that and mm-hmm. that makes yeah. her bad. I what you know. I don't know. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I also think when she when she talks to to Tywin about if I were a man, I'd be, yeah, the, the best. And she would. That's something else that she has to over. She has to overcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that it'll be really neat. And that's a really good point that the Night King, if it let's say this was the last episode, I mean, how would we feel? I think we're excited because we still have more to go and we're we're, we're right. wanting more. We would have needed an episode where we, we would have been the outcry would have been like who is the night king still? Like what we would have all those right. questions that Reed was asking, we would be asking, but now we're still hopeful because we have a couple episodes here and we think it's things are going to kind of uh mm-hmm. play in or what have you. I don't know. Don't, yeah, we 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 don't know how it's going to end. We don't right. know. So it could just be it could just it could just be it could just be something as simple as a way to bring Daenerys and Jon fully together. Is I th- I fought your war. Now it's time for you to fight mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. That's probably true. and there's going to be some strife. There's going to be some in some. I think there's going to be some strife, right. some infighting between those two a little bit, even if it's at the end or after the defeat of Cersei. But yeah, and you've got the yeah. Lannisters still there in her mix. There's still a lot of crazy dynamics. You know, yeah, a lot of tension true. between characters. So. All right. Um, all right, Sir Ezra, it is time for our bold predictions. So we're each going to give it a, a bold prediction for the next episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, for the next episode. This is this is good. Yeah, so, yeah, season eight, episode four. Um, real quick, I guess we'll kind of go over what I think is going to happen. I think it's there's not going to be a lot of action. I think it's going to be a lot of, okay, the Night King's over, regrouping, start to get some of that. Back into the Don, uh, Danny, John, you know, now she knows he's a Targaryen. How's that going to play out? Um, right. Over dealing with the deaths of people like Jorah Mormont. Um, and and then I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get a lot of Cersei. I think we're going to get a lot of Cersei in King's Landing um, mm-hmm. since she hasn't been seen in the last two episodes. So they're going to start building towards episode five, which I think episode five is going to be the final battle. And then mm-hmm. episode six is going to be all kind of resolution. So, yeah. Um, yep. So anyway, so my bold prediction is that we finally get it. It finally happens. Tormund and Brienne. Wow. Wow. Yeah. If there's an episode to do it, it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. After a battle. I mean, isn't something that Braun kind of says to or maybe it was the night before battle. I can't remember where, where Braun was talking to Tyrion. Right. And he's like, you mm-hmm. know, you, you, you need a woman. Or something, you know. Yep. Uh, yep. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's bold. I like that. I like that. Uh, I I like you. I also agree that it's going to be kind of one of those transitional episodes. And what, when I thought about that, I thought about the first couple episodes that we had this season. I actually kind of don't think anyone's going to die. So that's sort of one of my bold predictions is that no one will die this next mm-hmm. episode, or at least not any of our major characters. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be something right. minor, minor, like as in like a guard I mean, or something. I mean, yeah, if you had said that in episode one, it would have been like, that's outrageous. I know. And then, and then you said they didn't kill anybody. If you said nobody's going to die in episode two, you'd be like, that's out. That's crazy That's they didn't nuts. kill anybody in episode one <laughs> yeah i i don't see how they could i don't i don't see how they could not uh not kill anyone at this point for there's just too many characters left yeah well the thing is too like we all we thought again in in the long night we were like they're dead we're they're like, all they're dead all, they're all gone but they're all still here you know like there's a couple yeah. were a couple short but so i really feel like we're gonna see a lot of stuff happen mo- moving of the pieces i don't think there's gonna be any big battle or conflict so i think you, you might have a few people ha- have some tense moments, but I just don't think there's going to be some hooking up. Look like Arya was, was uh, yeah. you know, lip-locked with Gendry mm-hmm. again, so that was mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, so. But now one more big prediction. I actually uh, I had a couple here. So Mira Reed, I think she's I think she's bitter. I think she's upset about um, Bran and, and Jojen and not getting any answers and understanding what the whole point of it was. So she may show up, and I think she, she'll, she'll be bitter. And finally, uh, at some point... And probably not. I should have. I, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that last one because I don't think that's gonna happen this this next episode. But I think it will happen later. So stay tuned on my okay. my big uh, prediction for season or oh, episode right. five. All right. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing season eight, episode four. Yeah, and, and uh, again, friends, remember that we have a huge raven's nest coming up, so we just gave our bold predictions. We'd love to hear your bold predictions, so write those down. If you're signed up under the Bannerman tier or the Sworn Swords uh, uh, tier, we will do our best to get you on uh, the actual podcast so you can give your bold prediction and give your thoughts on the last episode. So do not miss that. Sir Matt and I, again, all the ravens that we had, we are going to do musings. I am going to take raven by raven. Mm-hmm pull some and do some musings. So if you'd like to sign up, you know, for the sworn sword tier and higher, we'll, we'll put a bunch of musings in there to really make that worth it. Cause it, I, there's some really good thoughts and really good Ravens that we yes. did not get to. And I, I want to do, yes. do those justice. So if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment or send us a Raven at btkcast at gmail.com. Yes. We'll see you in a week. And with one final bold prediction from Sir Matt, just like my good boy, Theon Greyjoy. What is dead may never 